Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am so excited that you're about to listen in on another episode of the Made Possible by podcast. I wanted to take a quick second to let you know exactly what we do. Made Possible by makes giving easy for community-minded businesses and provide a more effective way to share their stories of good. Now let's jump into the podcast. Welcome to the Made Possible by podcast, where we have conversations around good with community-minded individuals. We hope that today's episode inspires you to go out and do good. Hello, and thank you again for joining us for another conversation around good. I am Tracy with Made Possible By, and I say this almost every time, but this is one of my favorite parts of my roles and that I get to tell stories of good. It's so much fun. I get to connect with interesting people. I get to hear good things that are happening in the community. And like we say here at Made Possible By, we love to make good loud. And our guest today is someone that I've known for a while, and I've got to see him in action. I've had the privilege of visiting um, Cody at the camp. I'm here with Cody Lawson. Of He is the director Director of Marketing and Public Relations for both Central Oklahoma Camp and Conference Center and Make Promises Happen. It's a mouthful. It is a mouthful. <laughs> Clearly, my mouth wasn't doing well with that. But I've got I've been able to be out there and see Cody in action. So I'm really enc- uh, encouraged and excited for you to get to hear the story. So let me tell you a little bit about the camp and about Cody, and then we'll just dive right in. So Central Oklahoma Camp and Conference Center is a 300 plus acre facility that brings inclusion and accessibility to our community through camp. And the community being? Guthrie, Oklahoma City, Edmond, everyone. But your clientele oh, specifically. So our clientele is primarily individuals with um, intellectual and or physical disabilities. Okay, there you go. So that's, I, I wasn't being very clear on that. Clearly <laughs> our community is where we live, but Sorry. That, that, that's okay. That's okay. The people that you serve, um, they, uh, I love the inclusion and the accessibility. We're going to talk about what that looks like. So they serve a multitude of nonprofits, uh, community groups, uh, host their own programs. Uh, Make Promises Happen is a program that they do there. And Cody will tell us more about that. It's Oklahoma's premier camping and travel program for people of all ages with intellectual and or physical disabilities. Um, Through the help of their volunteer counselors, Make Promises Happen campers experience many exciting and adaptive outdoor activities such as fishing, boating. The high ropes course is super cool. I've been been able to do that. It was really fun. The zip line, uh, the target sports, and so much more. The, pa- the paddle boats. There's, there's all kinds of stuff. All sorts of things. <laughs> um, and they pride themselves on being a fully accessible site that can meet the needs of everyone, no matter your ability. And I will talk more about that. But it's, it's so true. It's. So, I'm really excited to tell one particular story. I'm, I'm clearly jumping ahead on this. So I'm just getting right into the meat of this. I mean, you've covered everything, so I don't oh even know what gosh. there is for me to talk no, about. No, <laughs> no, you're the star here. So let me tell you a little bit about Cody. Cody has been in the nonprofit world since you moved to Oklahoma City in 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you do before that? Um, so I graduated high school in 2012. Okay. Um, I'm from Sand Springs. Are you really? Yep. Yep. I'm a Sandite. I was actually the Sandite. I was a mascot um, for Sand Springs, Charles Page High School um, for the three years that I was there. So Okay, bro. 
I was a sand eye. Were you really? I went to... How did to, I not know this? I went to, well, it's, it was a short brit, blip of time. I lived in Sand Springs during part of junior high. Okay. And then my freshman year, I was a Sand Springs... I was a cheerleader. That's awesome. I was out there. That's I so love funny. that. It was way before 2012. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's so funny. What a small world. Okay, so you yeah. just graduated and you went straight into the nonprofit world. Yeah, so a little backstory. When I was in... Seventh grade, I went on my first um, international mission trip. Okay. Um, and so that kind of projected me into wanting to do more for more people. Yeah. Um, I had already been involved with Special Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, I started as a partner with the Special Olympics in third grade um, yes. playing T-ball, um, unified T-ball. And so... Um, what does that look like? So it's essentially we just play T-ball. Um, yeah. But when it's unified, you have partners and athletes. Um, so you have people assisting, um, the athletes in playing. And so it's so like you have a partner, like you run bases with someone or so we actually play. So they rotate the position. So, um, there's like a partner on first base and then an athlete on second base and then a partner. Okay. So we're just intertwined with the athletes just to Um, help if needed. mm -hmm. Yeah. Back, back them up, support them. And we just play T-ball. And so it's a, it's a good time. I've been able to volunteer at those, um, Special Olympics. So I've yeah. seen the other events. I've seen bowling, but I had never seen T-ball. Yeah. So that's so awesome. We we love it. Sand Springs, they have several T-ball and softball teams. And so I did that starting in third grade all throughout high school, nice. middle school. Um, and so I started with that doing Special Olympics and that kind of got me started with serving others. Yeah. Um, and then I started going on international mission trips. Um, and after I graduated high school, I worked briefly for almost a year, um, for a church called church that matters, um, in Sand Springs as their, um, global is what we called it. Global, um, missions coordinator. And (laughs) so it is. And so (laughs) I, I helped coordinate different local events as well as our international trip to Haiti. Um, so I led a couple groups to Haiti. And so that kind of projected me into um what I wanted to do I wanted to be a missionary growing up that's kind of was my goal in life um and then when I moved down to Edmond for UCO in 2013 um I started volunteering and getting involved with a few different nonprofits um and then I became employed with the Maisha project out of Oklahoma City um and so worked there for five years and then this position opened up at camp and so this is I started volunteering at camp in 2009, um, and so I'm going on 13 years volunteering with Make Promises Happen. Wow. Um, that's where I met my wife. Um, it's where I proposed, and so <laughs> I was like, well, this job opened up. This is perfect. That's right. This Might is, as well, right? This is what I want to do. This, yes. is, this is my home away from home, and so when it opened up, I, was, I applied, and thankfully I got it, and it's been, it's been a fun ride for the last two years. Wow. So in third grade, you started serving. I mean, you had a soft heart forever. Yeah. I mean, that's just, I have. I'm I don't want to say that's not normal, but, but you know what I'm saying? That's, that's special. Yeah. I, it's always been something, um, that's always just impacted me as doing for others. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's, uh, it comes back on me cause I don't do enough for myself. Mm. Um, mm. but overall, you know, I just feel that everyone can do something for other people, yeah. Um, no matter how big or small. And so that's just something that I've always been passionate about. Nice. 
You need to set some boundaries, some personal boundaries, so you yeah, have always. time to yourself. Do you have? Do you have? Do you have to put it on your calendar? Uh, not necessarily, but it might be getting Maybe to that you point should. soon. Yes, yeah. this is this is Cody time. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> uh, so I say that I am um, a recovering introvert, and mm. in that I I enjoy people. I can do people, but I get my battery charged by being alone. Yeah. So I have to take time by myself and to shut down well, my husband's out of town this week. And so it's me and the kids, the little three-year-old and I've had a ton of meetings this week and, and I'm just sitting in my brain going, okay, I know he'll be back on Saturday. I'm just going to go <laughs> yeah. and have some time. Then you can just be alone. Yes. Yeah. But I truly have to do that. Or my batteries just, yeah. I, I don't function. Like I take a week by myself every year Yeah, and it's glorious. I need I need to get to that point. Oh, it's so great! It's so great. So, well, tell us something unique about you that, and I want to talk about. And I don't. Well, first, I want to hear what you think is unique about you, but then I want to bring up some other things. But then something else that brought you. Well, first, we are totally jumping ahead of things, it's, Cody. It's, I want to hear place. something unique about you. I want to hear something that brought you joy. But first, tell us about your family. Yeah. So that kind of ties in with what brought me joy this week. Okay. Um. So, like I said, I met my wife. Um, Brooklyn at Make Promises Happen. We both started volunteering the same year. Mm-hmm. Um, we slowly became friends and then um, started dating and I ended up proposing at camp. Um, we almost got married at camp. I was going to say, did you get married there? <laughs> we had our reception at camp, but okay. we ended up eloping to Colorado Oh, nice. um, to Estes Park, which oh, was beautiful. I'm from Boulder, so that's yeah. my, one of my favorite little mountain communities. It's, it was incredible. Yeah. And so we um, got married two years ago. Okay. Um, oh, I won't press you dumb. for the day. <laughs> exactly. It yeah. was at January, yeah. January 2nd, okay. um, 2019 is when we got married. <laughs> I'm, this year, You're 20, going on record. 2020 just like threw, yeah, has oh, thrown did. me off completely. You get a lot of yeah. grace for 2020. <laughs> I always, I, with camp, we always refer to, oh, we did that last summer, but now we're like, oh, oh no, no was, we, yeah, we, it was two was years two ago. ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, but my wife is expecting, Yay. um, and so we will have a little boy here. Um, May 9th is her due date. And nice. so, um, that ties into what brought me joy this week yeah. is he has been moving a lot. Um, and so getting to feel him yes. move and, um, we saw him like roll across her stomach the other day. Isn't and that so freaky? it freaked me out, but it was cool yes. at the same time. Yes. And so like there's an alien. Yeah. And <laughs> it is, <laughs> it's the uh, weirdest thing, but yeah. it's, it's, it's incredible. It and is. so, yeah. um, we're really excited to become parents. Um, nice. Yeah. So what was your unique thing? I, I'm curious so, to hear what your unique thing would be. I, you know, I've struggled with this mm-hmm. since, um, we talked yesterday mm-hmm. and I, I've gone back and forth. I have no idea what I would consider unique about me. There's lots of random things about me. Well, let's go. Um, one thing that I wrote down was that I've filled two passports. Um, nice. you know, 20, I'll be 27 next week and I've already filled two passports in my life. And oh, so nice. that, that I thought was pretty unique. That is and Okay. I, tell us where you've been. So I've been, I've been to a lot of places, but I've been to five continents um, haven't been to Australia or Antarctica yet. Okay. Um, yet being the key word there, there cause I'll, yet. I'll do it eventually. Make it happen. Um, but I've been to 17 countries wow. and on 37 international trips. And so, um, I've gone to a lot of places yeah, and a lot of those places a few times. Um, yeah. so like Kenya, for example, I've been to Kenya 19 times. 
Um, and so I've, I've done a lot of international travel. Yeah, you have. Yeah. So if I had to pin you down on your favorite place. Oh gosh. It would be Kenya. I was going to say sure. Kenya. You've been there mm-hmm. 19 times. Yeah. So. <laughs> I've traveled all over the country, mm-hmm. um, of Kenya and it's, it's just incredible. The people mm-hmm. there are incredible. Yeah. The views, the food, everything about it. And mm-hmm. so that's definitely my favorite country. Mm-hmm. So I spent a summer in Kenya. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, I haven't been there 19 times, but just one <laughs> time. So if I say, oh my gosh, I was just going to say, I was going to say something and then it blank, it went away. <laughs> um, the Zungu. Oh yeah. White yeah. person. White yeah. person. Yeah, mm-hmm. I knew. <laughs> I've heard that many, many, many times. <laughs> so the summer I went, I was in college and my hair was really long and blonde and I had to wear it on top of my head because every village that we went to, they wanted to touch it. To touch your hair. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. I had to leave it on top of my head. But one time I took it down and sat on the ground and there's a picture of me just being mobbed by all these oh cute God. little kids, which is great. I'm totally more than happy. Go ahead. Touch my head. Yeah. But you know, when you're not expecting it and you're out in the street and people are wanting to touch your head, that's a little, that's a little, that's a little, it's a little, it's a little weird. It yeah, is. it is. It yeah. Is. What was you I going to say? Touch your skin, I was, yes. touch your, touch your hair. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say something in Swahili, but I can't remember what it was. Hey, it's all right. It's okay. Mizungu. It comes back to you. you we got one it. word. Okay. So Kenya, Kenya's your favorite. Yeah. It would definitely be my favorite. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's just a, it's an incredible place. Yeah, it is. It is. Okay, cool. So tell us more about Central Oklahoma Camp. There's so much that we could talk about here. I mean, you guys do a ton of things. We do a lot. Um, and so we are a hidden little gym. Um, you know, and I say that we're hidden because there's a lot of people even in Guthrie that don't know that we're there. Um, we actually had someone stop by our office yesterday and she was like, Oh, I've lived here for three years and I just drove by and never realized you guys were here. And so we're, we're working on that. Um, getting out there more, but now what part of town, just so people know where you are. So we are off of camp road, um, (laughs) in between, um, pine and Midwest. So you're South Guthrie, South Guthrie, South East Guthrie. Yep. Okay. Yep. So we are um, right off of near Seward Road, off yeah. Pine, um, and we sit on 300 acres. Um, There's actually 306 acres, uh-huh. um, if anybody's fact-checking me on this. <laughs> um, but we we do a lot. Um, our main program is Make Promises Happen, um, and that is our camp that we do for individuals ages 6 and up with special needs. Um and we do that year round. So we do weekend camps. We do week long camps. Um, we kind of separate out the camps by ages. Um, and then we do a few specialty camps, like a culinary camp, um, where they come in and they do cooking competitions and we cook a menu and they cook all their own meals and we do all this stuff. We do a theater camp, um, where they come in, learns parts and we do a play at the end of the weekend. Um, and then there's a Christmas craft camp um, right before Christmas, which is my least favorite camp to be a part of because I hate crafting. <laughs> <laughs> um, like glitter just sends me over the edge. Okay. Um, but it is one of my favorite camps that we do because we target our group of campers that are 18 and over. Mm-hmm. Um, and they come up with their caregiver, with their parent. They come up with a list of people that they want to do gifts for. And mm-hmm. we have different people um, come in and set up stations where they make all these different gifts and they wrap the gifts and 
they make Christmas cards and they make Christmas candy and they do all this stuff. And it's, it's super special because they are able to give gifts to their family members that their family members didn't have to take them to buy. Yes. Um, so it's a way for Mm -hmm. them to be able to do that on their own, Mm -hmm. um, and give that the gift of Christmas to their loved ones. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so cool. Just the fact that they, it's got to give them, um, pride. Oh yeah. You know, and that I did this, I made this, I wrapped this, I thought of you. Yeah. I've been at one of your summer camps where it was craft day and I can understand your feeling on the glitter because there was a lot of stuff everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. But it was so fun. It was just loud. The room was buzzing. They had music. The counselors were helping the kids and yeah, it was a lot of fun. It is. It's a good time. And so that's, that's our main program that we do. Um, that started in the early eighties. Um, and then our facility itself, um, we're a rental facility as well. And so different groups, different nonprofits can come in and we do their camp for them, or they just come in and rent our facilities and do their own thing. Uh, we just run their activities for them. Um, and so we partner with a lot of different organizations like Diabetes Solutions of Oklahoma. Um, Allie's House um, sponsors a camp called Camp Live a Dream. Um, we work with the YMCA of Mitch Park. Um, we last summer we worked with YMCA out of Rankin. We've worked with the YMCA here in Guthrie before. Um, and then there's a lot of different, a lot of different camps that we do through, um, our biggest one that we do during the summer is through the Rotary Club, their, um, youth leadership camp that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, there's about 300 people on site for those few days that they're there. Wow. Um, and so those, those happen throughout the year as well. So we are able to host, um, a multitude of different churches and nonprofits and just little community groups that want to come out and retreat, um, or just have some time at camp. Well, businesses too, right? Businesses rent out your facilities and do the, the zip line or the rock climbing wall for like, you know, building. Yeah. Team building. We do. We'll do team building stuff. Um, and so you can rent out our low ropes course, which is more of like our team building course, and then have a good time on the high ropes course with the zip line. Yeah. Um, you know, we, to talk about some of our activities that we do, our low ropes course and our rock wall with our zip line, we have a 35 foot tall tower, um, and a 300 foot zip line. Um, and we also have our waterfront area with paddle boats and kayaks and canoes and fishing. Um, we have an archery range, a paintball range. Um, we shoot targets, not people. Um, (laughs) we have an ax throwing range. Um, and then our pool and we do a lot of just other field games and different things like human foosball, bocce ball, nine square, gaga, all the, all the typical field game camp things that you would find. It's just a fun place. It is. I mean, I, I've done the zip line. I've done the rock wall, um, the paddle boats, um, also the mud run that you have out there. Oh, I, yeah. I do want to talk about that because yeah. that is, that's a fun, <laughs> crazy event. It is. Yeah. It is our mud run. It is going to be our sixth year for the mud run this year in the fall. Um, and it is, it gets crazier every year. Um, we, it's about a 5k and we have a ton of different obstacles that people get just absolutely muddy when you say mud mud (laughs) like head to toe head to toe covered in mud when you run across a pond yes um i some of the things that um derek our program director the things that he comes up with for the obstacles i just i can't wrap my brain around it sometimes but it's it's a good time you could run it and probably not get super muddy but 
that would be boring. Yeah, right. right. The I whole mean, point why? is it's a mud brown. Yeah. Why? Sometimes it's cold, but you know what? It's it's fine. It's fun. It's worth it. It's for the kids. <laughs> it is. It's for the kids. <laughs> it's for That's the kids. Awesome. Um, so tell us about your new building because the pool is newer. Um, mm-hmm. And then, but you just got a brand new building, right? Yep. So our pool house is newer. Um, it is now fully accessible pool house. Um, it opened. It was before I came on staff. It fully opened in 2018. Okay. Um, and that was through a grant from Impact Oklahoma. Um, and then we just cut the ribbon on our brand new James Wheeler Memorial Recreation Center. And so this is a building that was made possible by um, Swine Week yes. um, from Edmund Memorial. And so they helped fund this building and it is an 11,000 plus square foot um, building that has a couple of classrooms, a kitchen, and a full um, regulation size basketball court. Um, in the middle, we have four garage doors, two on each side that'll open up. So it'll be a full, we can make it an open air building or it can be closed if it's cold. And it's, it's a incredible facility. Nice. Nice. I love the, the swine weeks and the, the different weeks that, what, what is it here in Guthrie? Um, rock week. Thank you. Yeah. I, I don't remember all these things, but just the <laughs> fact that the kids have a, give back mindset mm-hmm. and do that. Um, it's, it's and, incredible. And that you all got to be a recipient of that is a huge, huge, huge. Yeah. We were so, so thankful to be able to be a part of that. Yeah. They don't mess around. No, they don't. <laughs> it's intense. It's <laughs> serious. It's serious. We want to take a quick moment to thank our sponsor, strategic hype. When people ask you about your business, what do you say? How do you describe your products or services? Are you selling yourself short because you just can't put it into words? You're good at what you do, but it's not always easy to communicate how you're great at your work with simplicity. But now you have help. My friend Andrea at Strategic Hype will help you clarify your mission and communicate your value with a hype kit. This process will help you cut through the noise and share the best of what you do. Made possible by recently brought Andrea on to create a hype kit for us. And I am so excited to see it based on other things I've seen her do for small businesses, large businesses, nonprofits, and churches. For details on all the good stuff you get out of this hype kit, email Andrea at strategic dash hype.com or reach out to us directly at made possible by dot us and we will get you connected. Cody, tell me about the transitions program that you all just started. Yeah. So we just launched, um, last month, our new make promises happen transition Academy. Um, so that is in its first, first group. Um, and we are hoping to really take off with it, but this program is designed to work with our individuals with special needs um, and transitioning out of high school, um, out of being in school and into daily life. Mm. Um, So we break it out into six different sessions and they, um, one session will work on daily living skills um, such as making your bed or, you know, doing the laundry, cooking a meal, um, even, you know, simple, simple meals or, different, just different daily tasks. Um, we work on budgeting and finance, how to, how to make a budget, um, how to make a budget to go grocery shopping. We're going to work on 
different recreational activities to do outside of camp because all of these um, participants are from camp. So we want to show them different things that they can do outside of camp. So mm-hmm. we're going to work um, this next week on pottery. Um, so we're going to go down to the Guthrie Art Studio and do a nice. pottery class. And so, um, and then we'll work on different skills such as job interviews and job prep. So a couple weeks ago we had, we worked um, for a couple hours on interviews and interview questions. And then they brought clothes where they prepped and changed and got ready, steamed their shirts and did all that. Um, and then they had mock job interviews um, with some different volunteers that came in to conduct interviews. And then at the end of our sessions, um, we do an overnight session um, where they have to put all these practices into place. And we're going to go and go into town and they have to make a list and go to Cash Saver and shop. And then they'll go back to camp and we'll cook dinner. And then we'll go maybe go and do a movie. They'll decide what kind of recreational activity they want to do outside of camp. Um, and just as like a final exam type thing, but we're, we're hoping that we'll continue this for each spring and fall and keep growing and work with different school districts on helping to transition those, um, individuals out of home life and school life into maybe living on their own or just doing things more independently. Wow. That's a huge thing because gosh, I'm sure it builds pride in them, you know, and having these skills, I I could probably tell you some, send my son to camp to teach him some of those (laughs) skills. How do you make your bed? But you know, I mean, that's, those are just like you said, life skills and what a great thing to to add to your camp. That's a great program. Yeah. We're really excited about it. And I think it has a lot of potential. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let us know how we can help with that. Cause I'd love to, well, I don't know. I, I we I've participated in helping the high school students do the mock interviews, or you know, yeah. to do those things and uh, to go, go, go to go grocery shopping. But I was gonna say I'll go grocery shopping with somebody, but they need to do it by themselves, yeah. right? That's the whole <laughs> that's, point. That's they the need point. to get out there. And but do it. we are, we will definitely will need help with as we further this program and expand. Yeah. We'll yeah we'll be looking for new ideas. That's brilliant. I love it. I love it. So tell me about what you think makes your camp different. What sets you guys apart? Oh, man. I mean, definitely our Make Promises Happen program um, would set us apart from really a lot of other camps in the area. Um, We are the, through our Make Promises Happen side of things, we're the only trip and travel program for individuals with special needs um, in the state of Oklahoma. there are a few, other, a couple other camps that work with people with special needs, but they're more restricted on their ages or um, different things like that. And we don't age out. Um, so we start at six years old and you can, it doesn't matter how old you get. We have some campers that are in their seventies and eighties that come out Love and it. they, you know, they might not do all the activities, but yeah. they still come to camp. Yeah. Um, and they just love being there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also definitely what sets us apart is the travel side of things. So we, um, 2020 didn't happen, but we typically do a trip to Winter Park, Colorado, and go skiing mm-hmm. um, at the National Center Ski Center for the Disabled. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also go down to Port Aransas, Texas, and do a surf trip. Mm-hmm. Um, so we partner with the Surf Riders Foundation, and they put on a surf camp for a couple of days. Um, and in the past, they've gone all over the place, different road trips around Oklahoma, Texas, um, and then... For four years, um, there was a trip to Costa Rica 
Um, so we took a group of campers to Costa Rica and stayed in the treehouse community and zip lined through the rainforest and oh my word, did all kinds of things. So we we try and yeah. try and stay stay pretty unique with what we do. Yeah, nice. Yeah, and it's just so fun to think of these kids getting to do these kind of things because normally it's just completely out of the realm of possibility. Right. And I, like I said earlier, I've been able to be there and just experience the joy that these kids have doing a zip line. I mean, they're in a hammock type thing. Some of them, Mm -hmm. some of them have to be in a hammock type thing because they're, you know, maybe wheelchair bound. And some of them, like you said, are older, you know, older adults, but they're just smiling and having a blast. And yeah, we always say that, you know, we try and create an environment where our campers can live life without limits. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, on the outside of our gates, they're constantly told no, or they can't, um, we can't do this. We can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they come through our gates, we say we can, um, or we say, let's make it happen or figure out how we can make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's something that we really strive is to give our campers the chance to experience things that they would never have the chance to do. Yeah. And that's a huge blessing. Yeah. And and the parents don't come, right? So their parents no. are getting a break. Right. Like so, kids are at camp. And they don't probably get breaks very often. No. So respite is one of our, we always talk about a three-legged stool. So we impact our campers, we impact our volunteers, and we impact our families. Mm. Um, and so our families, like we really strive to give respite. Um, and so actually in the year, 2020 obviously was a, little, a, lot, a lot different. Um, but in 2019, we provided over 35,000 hours of respite for families. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's something that we really are passionate about is giving those families a chance to go to the movies or go out to dinner, have a date night, yes. get the laundry done. Yes. Um, take a nap. Take a nap. There's things, <laughs> you know, get some work done around the house. There's, there's things that our families just, when they come back at the end of the week, they feel refreshed. They feel rejuvenated. Mm-hmm. Um, they were able to take a little vacation yeah. with their spouse for the first time in a year. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's something that we, we love to be able to give back to our families as well as our campers. Mm. So you probably see some of the same campers every year or do mm-hmm. you, is that typical? I mean, I'm sure you get new people every year, but do you see, like you get to see these kids grow up? Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. yeah. So when I started, um, a lot of the campers that are my age were youth campers. And so now they're young adult campers. Um, and so they've been coming for the same amount of time that I've been coming. Mm. And so it's super fun to see where they've come yeah. um, and how far they've come. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have some campers that have we've graduated high school or they've been able to play. We have one camper who um, plays on uh, Mount St. Mary's basketball team and football team. And so a bunch of us went and got to watch him score a touchdown this year because it's a senior year. Um, and so, mm. you know, we we get to be a part of our campers' lives, not only at camp, but outside of camp as well. Yeah. Uh, I love that re- relationship building, mm-hmm. you know, that you're a face that they see every year. You're somebody that they know. And that brings them security as well. Especially oh, being away from home can be a little daunting sometimes. It can be, yeah. And for yeah. our new campers, you know, it's a struggle um, yeah. for some campers sometimes. Some campers hit the ground and they're fine. Oh, they don't, it doesn't, doesn't phase them at all. Bye, mom. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> but we, 
we get those campers, the same campers every year, but then we do, we add some new campers throughout as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's fun to get to see those same, same campers, you know, which camp they're going to be at, you yes. know, they're going to be there. Yes. Um, and it's always a good time to get to, um, interact with them and, uh, reconnect after being away from each other. Nice. Nice. So something else that I think is unique about you all, and it could just be that I'm not familiar with the camping world, but is your counselors. Cause I've been, at your camp several times and I always meet somebody from some random place in the world. These (laughs) campers come from all over the place and they don't get paid, right? So, well, so our, our counselors during the summer, they don't get paid now. They are volunteers. Um, but we do have staff from all over the place, um, that come in during the summer and they do get paid. Um, it's not much. I mean, working, (laughs) working at camp isn't, isn't a luxury job. Um, but we do, that is, that is definitely something that makes us unique is we always have international staff. Um, and we, we love having people from England, people from Poland, people from, um, South America, all just all over the place that come in and they run our activities during the summer. And we feel that that really adds another layer to what we do because it exposes our campers to people from another culture mm-hmm. um, and they get to meet people from all over the world. And that's something that I, I love that we do. Um, and we keep trying to grow that and get more of our international um, staff to come over because it's, it's a good time. It is. And we have some that, you know, they'll come and they come back for several years. Um, they're, they're repeat staff members because they just love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just love getting the chance to come and work at a small camp in the middle of Oklahoma for a summer. Well, and work is the, the, they work, they work, they they work. work. (laughs) And Oklahoma in the summer is not a cool, refreshing place to be. Not at all. Not at all. (laughs) So tell me you were, we were talking before um, we started recording about how 2020 was going to be your most diverse. Yeah. We had our biggest, um, biggest group of international staff that we were going to have. And our schedule for camp was booked. It was going to be a crazy, crazy summer, but it was going to be awesome. Just so awesome. But then with COVID, we unfortunately had to cancel everything. Mm-hmm. Um, List so, some of the countries that you were going to have represented. Though. Um, so we had some staff members coming from Ireland, England, Scotland, um, Poland, Colombia, Jamaica, South Africa. And I feel like there's a couple more that I'm forgetting. Australia. But- not Australia. Not Australia. Okay. No. The we girl have had, I met last year was Australia. We have had a girl from, yeah. yeah, New Zealand. Yeah, she was that's from right. New Zealand. That's right. That's yeah. right. And she was going to tour. She's going to do a walkabout. Yeah. Is what she said. When, when camp was over, she was just going to travel yeah. the States for a yeah. while by herself. And that's what a lot of our, a lot of our staff members will do. They'll, after their contract ends at the end of the summer, they'll go on for a few weeks or a few months Yeah. Um, and travel around the United States. Why not? Right. Yeah. You're here. Why Might not? as well do it. Go do it. Yeah. Well, not that you made any money that you could go spend, <laughs> yeah. but that's okay. Because that's not what it's about. It's, it's not about what it's the about. kids. Yeah. So that's great. Exactly. So tell me, how do you define community? We talked about this a little bit at the beginning about it being geographical, but as far as people go, how would you describe community? Oh man. Community to me is, it's a family. Um, you know, they're one of my mentors. Um, one of the founders of make our make promises happen program, Dr. Robert Franklin. Um, he has this quote that he always says, um, that we're all broken. Mm. Everyone's broken. You know, we're all dealing with something. 
Um, but it's the job of those that are maybe a little less broken to take care of those that are maybe just a little more broken. Mm. Um, and I think if everyone really lived by that and just took care of, took care of your neighbor, took care of your friend, take care of somebody in a different community and just build each other up. That's what creates a community. Um, and that's something that we really strive to do at camp. We, we build our counselors up, you know, they come in and they give of their time to come in and work with our campers for the weekend or for the week. And we build this sense of community, um, at our camp and build these relationships, up, build oh, tongue twister, build the relationships up, <laughs> build up these, um, young counselors to go out, then go back to their communities to wherever they came from and mm -hmm. spread that love into their communities. Um, you know, camp, there's a lot of people that come to camp and they didn't know where they were going with life. They maybe came when they were in high school or just starting in college. And because of camp, you know, it, it'll put you on a path that you never thought you were going to go. Um, we have people that came to camp that they wanted to do something else and they ended up being a special education teacher or they became a physical therapist or an occupational therapist mm. or um, just different, different careers that because of camp impacting their life, um, it just completely changed the trajectory of their life. Hmm. I love that quote from Dr. Franklin because there's always somebody less broken than you mm -hmm. and there's always someone more broken than you. So you kind of have a, circle yeah. all the time. You but can everybody's, be everybody's broken. That's right. You can be helping someone and someone's helping you all the time, no matter where you are. Yeah. I feel like serving as a camp counselor is kind of like going overseas and you would know because you're the expert at that, <laughs> but um, of both of those things, it, it's oh, broadens your mind. It does. It just opens your perspective to see things differently. It does a hundred percent. It, you know, for my, my personal story, you know, when I started in 2009, I had, you know, worked with people through Special Olympics, but that was about the extent of my exposure to people with special needs. Um, and I came here, came down to camp for a week-long camp, so four nights, and the camper that I was partnered one-on-one -on -one with, because, you know, that's something that we do is our, all of our campers and volunteers are paired up one-on-one. -on -one. Um, and the camper that I was paired one-on-one -on -one with, he had a lot of needs um, that were a lot ex more extensive than what I had ever encountered before. Hmm. Um, and it was a hard week. It was tough. I almost went home in the middle of the week <laughs> because wow. I, I was like, I, I'm not, I'm, this isn't for me. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing this camper any favors by being here. Hmm. Um, and, you know, I after talking to a few of the directors and some other counselors, I realized, you know, no, like it's, this is where I'm meant to be right now. And after that week, you know, I became addicted to the place and never stopped coming back. And obviously now I'm working here, but, yes. um, it does, it, it exposes you to things that, um, you probably wouldn't encounter in your day to day life. Mm -hmm. Um, and it gives people a different mindset, um, and makes people more, open to inclusion mm. um, and acceptance of others. Mm. I'm telling you, that's a big deal is the inclusion because mm -hmm. I feel like, like you started in third grade working spe with Special Olympics. And I love that the schools have incorporated kids to be in uh, a part of things like that or yeah. be in the regular classroom, you know, some of the time, all the time, because the kids 
the sooner our kids are exposed to that and accepting of that and including of that, that's normal. Yeah, you know, exactly. so when you see someone out in the world at the grocery store or wherever who has special needs or is a little bit different, we can be kind. Exactly. And it's not scary. It's not. You know? It's not scary. People, it's just people make it out to be this terrifying thing, but, you know, it's, it's not. And that's something that we really push is the, the inclusion and acceptance and for those instances, when you're in the grocery store or, you know, you see a mom having a hard time because her son is having a meltdown, you mm-hmm. know, maybe you can step in and help out mm-hmm. um, because you've been exposed to that. Mm-hmm. Or you can help others around you be more accepting of it and not just sit and stare, mm-hmm. um, which happens a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. It does because it's like you said, if you're not exposed to that if you've never been around that it can be scary oh 100 percent. but just to be able to to be kind to have that moment I, that's one of my favorite things to do at the grocery store is when a child is freaking out just to go over and tell the mom you're doing great yeah you're doing great because i've been there yeah you know <laughs> i've been there so i know that she's losing her mind and she just wants to leave her grocery cart there and just go home and sometimes that's what you just need to do yeah and that's okay it's okay that's okay but sometimes i'll just go over and say to the child you know your mom loves you you know she or yeah. just say something to distract because yeah. sometimes that helps but again i can't i couldn't have done those things had i not had a kid right. who gave me a run for my money every day um <laughs> he's a special needs kid but not to the degree of most of your campers but it, it it's a challenge well every yeah. kid is a challenge but just being able to extend grace yeah to people just be in the kind world. just be kind it's all, it's, it's all it is it's not hard it's not. it's not hard so clearly your camp wouldn't happen without the involvement of individuals, businesses, organizations, investing in you all. Um, right. Like you said, most of your people don't get paid, so it's volunteers, <laughs> but you still have to turn the lights on. You still, ha- I mean, there's, there's a lot of cost to things. So talk to us about um, what it means for your, uh, to, to have these people that believe in your program. And how do you feel about these businesses who are investing in you, sharing their story, sharing how they believe in you guys and why they choose to support you? What does that mean to a camp like yours? I mean, it means everything. Um, we rely on donations and support from people. Um, you know, a bulk of our income comes directly from um, grants and donations and different individual donations or fundraisers that people put on for us. Um, and, you know, when businesses, from the nonprofit standpoint, when businesses promote what they're doing in the community, um, you know, it makes me want to go and support that business if I know what they're supporting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, it makes you have a connection to that, to that business. And for us, when we have businesses that promote that they support us, it helps tremendously with our exposure and it helps people to see, oh, you know, there's this camp up the road that is doing this, um, that they may have never realized that we were there, but because of that business promoting what they do, mm-hmm. um, they were able to see the nonprofit that they were working with. And mm-hmm. so, um, but yeah, we, without, without people supporting us, I mean, not even financially, people coming and volunteering, businesses just donating goods um, or donating materials for, you know, different projects that we have. Um, you know, I've had different businesses that have just donated lumber or donated coffee or donated just, you know, Missy's Donuts has donated donuts before. Hmm. Um, 
you know, without those things, you know, we can't do what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes a, it goes back to community. It takes mm-hmm. a community um, to make something like what we do work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, we rely on, on people um, to support us. Mm-hmm. So like nonprofits like yours, you, they don't have a marketing budget, right? I mean, you don't have, <laughs> <laughs> he laughs, Yeah. you know, they just don't. It's so when, not much. Yeah. No. So when businesses tell, Hey, I believe in this organization and this is why we choose to give. That's just gravy, right? It is. I yeah. mean, that's the cherry on the top. It is. It's, you know, we, we do the best that we can with the limited resources yeah. that we have. But yeah. when we get support from local businesses that are willing to promote what we do, it's just, yeah, it makes, it makes our lives so much easier. Yes. Um, you know, and we, we love to work with businesses when they're doing things to promote what we're doing. You know, mm-hmm. we'll go and set up a table and tell people, tell all your customers about us, or we'll, you know, we'll post about it all over our social media about your business and how you're supporting us. Um, you know, we, we like to encourage our participants in our user groups and different people to go and support your business. Yes. Um, if you're supporting us. And so, you know, it's a, it goes back to a circle that you were talking about earlier. You know, it's everybody, when you support somebody, they're supporting somebody mm-hmm. who's supporting somebody mm-hmm. and it just keeps going. It just keeps going. That's awesome. So tell people, Cody, how do they get a hold of you or how to get a hold of the camp? If they want to come volunteer, they want to sponsor something. How do yeah. they reach out to you guys? Yeah. So our website is the best way to see what we do. Um, and it's central okcamp.org. Um, and there you can go on and learn more about our make promises happen program, learn how you can rent some of our, our facilities. Um, and then for businesses or anybody interested in sponsoring or donating or doing things like that, you can reach me directly at my email, which is Cody at central okcamp.org. That's easy. There you go. Yeah. Super okay. easy. So Cody, what's your call to action? If you could say one thing to all these humans oh. out there listening to you, that's a hard, I know it's hard. I'm making you think. It is hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> hmm. Something. There's an old, an old proverb that says, no one can do everything, but everyone can do something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it, it takes everyone to help out and to pitch in to make something work. You know, and if that means giving of your time, giving of your money, giving of your share on Facebook, um, you know, not only to our nonprofit, but to any nonprofit, do something to help those nonprofits continue to serve the people that they're serving. Mm, There you go. You can't do everything. So I'm going to circle back and I'm going to put that back right back on you, Cody, at the beginning when you're saying that you're doing too much and not setting your boundaries. (laughs) You can't do everything, Cody. (laughs) You got to set some boundaries. I'm going to call you in like a week and say, did you put some Cody time on your calendar? I need to print that off and just put it on my wall so I can see it. This is Cody time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay to have Cody time. Well, Cody, thank you for taking the time to be with us today. I really appreciate all that you do. It's like I said, you have a huge heart. And working with those kids, that's has a big impact. Yeah, thank you. It's oh. been it's been a good time being here, and I appreciate everything that you do. No, I'm happy to help, always. Yeah. Uh, listeners, thank you again for joining us for another conversation around good. If you know of an individual, an organization, 
a business that is doing cool things in your community, we would love to share their stories of good. You can reach out to me directly at Tracy, T-R-A-C-Y, at madepossibleby.us, or you can go to our website as well and click the podcast page, and at the bottom of that page, there's a place where you can sign them up, because we love to share stories of good. We love to make good loud, so get out there. Just like Cody said, everybody, we're all broken. Get out there and find somebody who's a little bit more broken than you and help them out today. Thanks. Thank you for listening in to another episode of the Made Possible By podcast. Made Possible By helps make community giving easy. The businesses we serve love to give back to their communities with their time, product, and cash. It's rewarding, but not easy. So let us help you continue to do good in your community.